Welcome to the Don't Call Me Skinny podcast. I'm your host, Coach Sarah J with CP Fitness. I'm an online nutrition coach and trainer who tells it like it is. I work with women all over the world through my online programs. Each Wednesday, I drop an episode dissecting diet culture norms to give you the facts and reality of nutrition and fitness and how they fit into your world. The current diet culture needs to be revamped, and I'm here to set it straight. My passion is teaching you how to take control over your nutrition, fitness, and overall mindset with my no BS approach. Please remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only and should never be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to leave a review, a rating, share it with a friend, and as always, please keep coming back for more. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's do it. Hello, happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Already hitting that fourth week. Jeez, OP, fourth week, guys. We're almost like one entire month into 2023. This is pretty freaking insane. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Okay, you guys, so Brain Breakthrough has launched. There are already people getting into the Brain Breakthrough it is still available to get into right now. We kick off on February 1st, so you're going to want to make sure that you get in, you get settled, and you know exactly where to be, when to be, how to be, all the things, um, and we can get you all set up, ready to rock and fucking roll. Um, there is, however, now a price increase, so the price now is 555 The price will go to 777 That will be the highest price that this goes. That's going to be on Friday. So today is Wednesday. It is currently $555. You want to get in now if you want to get in. I will repeat from my previous episodes and previous reminders that overthinking is an action killer. Stop overthinking this. If you have any inkling or cell or anything in your body that you think that you need to be in here because you know your brain keeps preventing you from getting the success that you need with your health, it is time now to do it. So be making sure that you are reaching out if you have any questions or anything that you need answered so I can help you do that. Okay, so we're going to talk about this. This was a question actually that came out of a community call I had with my one-on-one clients. And what I, the, the, one of the biggest things I love about these calls with my clients is the questions that come out of them because typically there's multiple th- people like wondering the same shit, which is super awesome. I want to have a conversation here around if you can lose fat and put on muscle all at the same time. And this is a very, oh, it depends type of question. There is a lot that goes into this. But before I give you the answer, because I do believe there is an answer, it just is a lot more in depth than like this real fast, like yes or no, it's not so black and white. I want to have a comment or a comment, a conversation. Dude, I'm all over the place today. A conversation before we go into the answer to that question. So this kind of stemmed probably from a post, if you are on my Facebook page, about something I posted that says that you cannot, you cannot lose fat and gain muscle. That if you want to go after something, you need to pick one. Stop trying to do it at the same time, okay? 
And I said, you need to pick one. And so I think that this came up because partly of my post, there were definitely some people got their panties in a twist that said, you can do this. I do this on 1200 calories and it's great. And I feel amazing. And I just flat out said, you're a, okay, cool. Good for you. I'm glad it works for you, but you're not fucking normal. So I know this kind of created a lot of feathers getting ruffled. Um, it can be a touchy topic and sometimes it gets people a little bit annoyed. So I wanted to come here to address this so we can go into a little bit more depth about why I said what I said. So most of you know that I did Weight Watchers way back in the day. Uh, I started when I was about six to nine months, maybe postpartum with my first birthed child. And I say that because most of you know that I've adopted a child. So my actual child that I birthed, I don't actually remember how old she was when I really actually started. And I'm just going to side note this. If you're on a health journey, you may want to start documenting some shit that you're doing and going through and feelings that you're having, because I really truly wish I would have done this so that now here I am, you know, however many years later wishing, damn, why did I not do that? Because I would have a lot more shit to talk about, to be honest. I have a lot more memories of feelings and emotions that I I went through experiences. But anyways, okay. So I do not exactly note the time. I believe she was somewhere between six and nine months old that I started this Weight Watchers journey. And not only was I doing Weight Watchers, (laughs) y'all are going to laugh at this. I I decided, oh yeah, I'll train for a half marathon while I'm at it, right? Let's be honest. I was a fucking follower. Okay. I had a friend that did Weight Watchers. Yeah, I'll do Weight Watchers with you. Sure. Right. And she wanted to run a half marathon. I can run a half marathon. No big deal. I fucking hate running. It takes all the joy out of my life, but why not? Why not? Let's do it. So I did what we all do. And I'm like, oh, my friend's doing it. So it must work for me. It must work for me because she's doing it and she really likes it and enjoys it. So I know that I'm really going to like it and enjoy it. Right. We feel a sense of community. We feel like we're not alone and it reassures us that we might be doing the right thing, but are we? Okay. So just so we're all clear, if you like community and you like to not feel alone and you like to, you know, be reassured that you're kind of doing it right, uh, that's what the brain breakthrough is. So be sure to hop in there. Right. So I, I'm training, I'm doing all this running for a marathon that I fucking hate, which also, by the way, <laughs> wintertime in Alaska lasts like 10 months of the year. So I was basically running on a treadmill forever, except for like maybe a month and a half or so that I was able to get outside and go, go and actually train outside and outside is not the same as treadmill folks. So this was, this was a disaster. The whole thing was a fucking nightmare doing Weight Watchers. So I'm trying to lose weight and I'm trying to train for a half marathon. Okay. And I went off, you know, do my thing. I'm counting my points. I'm running an ungodly amount of fucking, it was awful. It was terrible. And I had lost probably around 30 pounds or so during this time that I was doing Weight Watchers, around 30 pounds. I think I started around 192 and I hit like 160 something, 162, 161, 160, somewhere right in there. So around 30 pounds before I actually quit Weight Watchers. And honestly, like it felt so good to quit. But here's the thing, at the end of all of this work, at the end of all of it, all this training I was doing, and because basically after I did that half marathon is when I quit and I was done. I was like, bye bitches, I'm out. I'm done counting points. I'm done fucking running, okay? 
So after I put in all of this work and then decided, hey, I'm just going to go quit everything that I've been doing, I was still a size 12 pant. I think I started at like a 14, 16. And 30 pounds later, 30 pounds, I was still like basically the same size. Like basically the same size. Basically the size I was in high school. Basically the size that I've been most of my adult life, give or take some time right? Unless of course, like you count American Eagle jeans because for some reason their jeans ran really, really big. So I could always get like in a size eight and I was like, yeah, go American Eagle. That was just like a mind fuck. Let's have that conversation later. But you know this feeling, right? You've done this before where you do all this hard work and you're like, I feel like it's for nothing, right? Uh, it, it's frustrating. And then you quit And then you get on this merry-go-round and the cycle continues, right? And obviously, I just had all these excuses, these reasons. I don't deserve to be small, small, air quotes, small, or I'm just big boned. I'll never be that size. I just don't think my body can get smaller, right? Does that sound familiar? Have you ever like had that conversation in your head? Like, it just must be how I am. I'm just built that way, okay? So, you know... If you know my past and you know that I started actually finally strength training, okay, that is where I started to see the shift. So we're going to go from this time of which this is, gosh, in 2010, 2011, 2010-ish, somewhere in the middle of 2010 is when I quit all this shit, all Weight Watchers. I was like, out, right? And... Fast forward now to the very last time that I started because I don't restart anything anymore. I'm not restarting. I'm just shifting in what I'm doing. I just, oh, new goal. Okay, here we go. Oh, new goal. Okay, here. So there's no quitting. I'm just making a shift in how I'm training and how I'm eating. And that's it. Okay. So finally, now I start strength training. Cool. I got the same fucking result. I weighed Around my lowest, I think I got to 158 pounds. For for reference, I'm 5'6", and I got around to 158 pounds. And again, I'm going to say this is why the scale doesn't fucking matter. And I was in a size 4 pant. Old Navy. Not American Eagle. Okay. Different approach, and I got a different result. So I'm going to say this again. I did a different approach, and I got a different result result. Yeah. How many times we do the same fucking stupid ass shit over and over and over and over again with the same fucking result, which is not what we want, right? It took me like seven to eight years from the time I ran the marathon to decide maybe what I've been doing doesn't work. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I should try something I've never done before. (laughs) Right. And that was just seven, eight years from the time I did a marathon. That's not including the 10 years prior to that or the 20 years prior to that where I've literally, it, my life has always been consumed by how much I weigh and what I look like and how I feel, okay? So you're probably going, what the fuck does this have to do with losing fat and gaining muscle? Okay, everything. It has everything to do with that. You hear all the time. I know it's out there. And this was said on the call too, but doesn't muscle weigh more than fat. Here's another, it depends. It depends. It's kind of true and it's kind of not true. Okay. Muscle is leaner. It's denser and it takes up so much less space. And this is where people get the phrase that keeps getting overused. It's a little bit misleading. If you were to take three cubed centimeters of fat 
okay? It would be about 0.9 grams. But if you were to take the same three cubed centimeters of muscle, it's going to weigh about 1.06 grams. So let me tell you, 0.9 to 1.06, ladies, we're not talking a lot of fucking change. And I think we get it in our head that it's just an excuse. Oh, muscle weighs more than fat. So muscle weighs more than fat, though. So when I'm gaining weight, it's got to be muscle because muscle weighs more than fat. Ladies, it doesn't really weigh that much more. It just really doesn't. That's just an excuse that we get to tell ourselves. That's like, this must be it. This must be the reason why. Okay? It is, it is true, but it is also not true. Because when we flip that and we just say, if I were to take a pound of fat and to take a pound of muscle, it's a pound. So the weight right? We're talking about like density versus volume versus weight versus this versus that, all this shit. It's all different. We're using all these tricky words to make it seem something that it isn't, even though it is. It's, it's very ass backwards. But when I tell you that the 0.9 to 1.06 is not that much. And so when we have this whole like, but muscle weighs more than fat. I mean, technically speaking, if you take a specific amount of it, sure. But if we're talking a pound of rocks, weighs a pound of feathers, a pound is a pound, but you're gonna have to take a lot more fucking feathers to get a pound than you are a rock or multiple rocks. Okay, so the feathers in turn are, are fat, and the rocks are muscle. They're denser. They're harder. They are not squishy. They are, um, they are smaller. Those are the rocks. They weigh more. Okay. And this is why my results were different because I actually put on some muscle the second time. So my body was actually physically smaller and it made me fit into the same clothes even at honestly, okay, so I probably hit a size four around 175 pounds versus being in a size 12 pant at 160. And when I was able to put a size four on, I was fucking mind blown. Like fucking insane. Like how is this even possible? But I was leaner. In this time, my body actually was able to take a little bit of that fat and actually turn it into muscle. We're not, you can't actually, fat doesn't turn into muscle. Muscles grow and fat decreases. That's another thing. You're not like flipping. That's not how that works, okay? They're two separate complete entities of um, things that are happening. And also, I'll say this again, but the majority of the fat that you get out of your body you exhale it, typically during sleep, most of it. That's why sleep is so important, okay? But this is why my results were different. And partly is because the muscle that, excuse me, the functions that muscles have are not the same as fat, okay? Muscle is contractile, fat is not. Muscle is more metabolically active than fat. And muscle, what we're talking about here, is denser, than fat. So what does it mean when I say they're contractile? Muscle moves. So when you sit, when you walk, when you stand, when you dance, when you write, me, I'm sitting here on this podcast. I am not leaning back in my chair. I'm sitting up straight. That's that, that's my muscle. I'm waving my hands all around like a crazy psycho. That is my muscle. 
Okay. Muscle is what drives your power. So maybe you can walk faster one day, like all of a sudden you get like this, like burst of energy and you're walking faster. Muscle makes that happen. Okay. Maybe you're training for something and you can jump farther or higher. That's muscle. Okay. But fat is not contractile. It provides energy, but it has no force or power behind it. Okay. And In some studies, it's actually shown that the higher the amount of fat that you have on your body, the less function and mobility the skeletal muscles have. Well, that makes sense, right? I can attest to this completely. The bigger I was, the harder it was for me to do things. Have you ever tried to, this is why I talk about all the time, tying my shoe. Bending over and tying my shoe. There was no function. I had very limited mobility to bend over because fat kept getting in the way. Have you ever tried to touch your toes? Have you ever tried to uh, even get up off the ground? Everything is compounded the more fat you have on your body. It makes everything so much more difficult, okay? So muscle is also more metabolically fat or active than fat. So let's talk about that. So I've talked about this before that even at rest, muscle burns more calories than fat does. And to exist, so just to be on your body, it requires more overall energy. Each pound of muscle has shown to burn an around seven additional calories versus fat, which is only two. And if that doesn't get you some like drive, because I'm not saying that M word that we all wait for, but if that doesn't get you some drive and light some fire up your ass to start picking up some weights, I'm not sure what's going to. That's a difference of five calories an hour, an hour between a pound of muscle and a pound of fat. That's a lot. That's a whole fucking lot. That's per pound, each pound of muscle. That's not like, oh, if you add additional pound, it's like every pound of muscle, which we all have some type of muscle on our body already. But can you imagine adding more muscle and more muscle and more muscle to your body? And then it just becomes a fucking burning machine. Be fucking awesome, right? And then of course, muscle's denser, right? It takes up less space. If you take a pound of fat and a pound of muscle, there's going to be more fat on the scale. That's just what it's going to look like. And this is why people look different at the same weight. Had I taking a photo and I do have like kind of a photo of what I look like, but you can't really see like my muscle tone or anything in there. But had I taken a photo of me at 160 pounds in 2010 doing cardio and Weight Watchers, it would look absolutely fucking nothing like what I look like now. Nothing. I would look completely different physically. So the bottom line, the big question comes, can you actually lose weight and gain muscle. Okay. And this is what came up in my client call. The simple answer is yes. The simple answer, I'm going to tell you, yes, you can lose weight and gain muscle. But I'm going to also say there are some boundaries to this statement. The first boundary is if you are a newbie lifter, If you're a newbie lifter, you've never lifted weights before or has been a very long time since you have lifted weights, there is a small window that you will have your muscles grow and your fat will decrease. Eventually, this will tap out, typically within the first year, give or take. Again, 
everybody's different. So the variance of how long it'll take that you'll tap out, that is why I got strong and I was dropping weight. I had never lifted like I had lifted when I started training six, seven years ago at all, at all, at all. So my noob gains were fucking epic. I also had this element of being sort of a natural at lifting. There are a lot of things that you have to think about and the mechanics that have to go into it when you're lifting. I picked up those things, those nuances, those mechanics very quickly. I have a little bit of a wonky elbow issue that sometimes throws me for a loop, but I picked those up very well. So I was able to really move through these movements a lot faster, say, than what somebody who maybe doesn't have the mechanics down. Like right now we're taking, you know, my son goes to the gym with us. He's 14. Y'all, he has no body control whatsoever. He ha- he doesn't understand core. He's just learning how his muscles work. He's trying to figure out mind-muscle connection. Like this is normal and typically how noob people or noob lifters are, which is totally okay. But that's why eventually you'll tap out. Eventually it will get to a place where you can't do that. Okay. So that's one, your newbie lifter. Two, you have a significant amount of weight to lose. And I'm talking significant as 40 plus pounds, 40 plus pounds of being overweight. The caveat to that is you must be also lifting. You can't just lose weight and then magically you're going to put muscle on. If you're not overloading the muscle, it's not going to grow. So here's the other thing. It will eventually tap out. It will eventually tap out. So you're a new blifter. You have a significant amount of weight to lose and you're lifting. And then the third one, you're taking drugs, some type of steroids to actually stimulate the muscle growth. Okay. So those are the three ways. So I'm going to also go into a little bit more here about some of these. The first thing I want to say about this is I have to be really clear. When, when people say that they're losing fat and gaining muscle, I think there's a big misconception of time and how long and what effort it takes muscles to actually grow, Okay. And that's why I say women use this as an excuse. Like, oh, the pound, the scale went up two pounds. I'm definitely putting on muscle and not fat. When women put on muscle, it's not like you get to put on five pounds in a 12-week training block. Ladies, that's not happening, okay? Being a new lifter, again, there's lots of variables here. In the first year, you may be able to put about 10 to 12 pounds of muscle on, providing that the stars align, everything goes perfectly. And from there, the number significantly decreases after that year. Significantly. It goes down. It drops. So when I'm telling you I'm currently in a bulk right now, the scale is going up. It's uncomfortable as fuck. Do I have any fucking idea how much fat I'm putting on versus muscle? No. Is all the weight that I'm putting on fat? No, but it's certainly not a lot of muscle. That's just how this works. Okay? Keep in mind that women will tap out at like 20 to 25 pounds of muscle 
for their fucking entire life. That doesn't mean you only have 20 pounds of muscle on your body. An average woman of around 170 pounds, that's maybe 5'5 five, five to 5'7, five, probably has 50 to 60, 70 pounds of muscle on their body to start with. Okay? You can only add 20 to 25 additional pounds over the course of your life. So when you hear people be like, oh, I'm just going to go put on some muscle and lose weight. It, it doesn't work like that. It happened. This is process is so much slower and so much harder than what people think. You are not just decreasing your calories and putting on muscle. This is not a thing. This is not real. Okay. And this is why women cannot get big and bulky like men unless they take steroids. And I want to give you this reference too. The course of a man's life, you're talking, they can put on 30 to 40 pounds. So you're talking almost double what we can put on. And we're so worried about being like big and bulky and looking like a man. Y'all aren't going to look like men. You can't even get close to what men can get to. Sorry, it's just our physiology. We're not meant to, to do those things. We, are, we were made to birth babies. That's what we were made to do. Okay? So our bodies just will not transform like their bodies. Again, unless you have some peds or some shit like that. Okay? So this was another question that came up on the call, but what about recomping? So this is a, what, what we in this world would call a body recomposition. So it's a real thing. Recomps can be done, but again, the stars have to align. Your nutrition has to be intentional. The, the training has to be intentional. And recomping will typically take a bit longer because you're not really changing your input or your output. Everything's kind of staying the same. Maybe your intensity of your workout's a little bit more, but you're not consuming any more food. So your body is required to use the energy that's already on it like what I had talked about before, how fat is an energy source. It just doesn't have power or movement, okay? That's what a recomp is. It's using the energy, the extra stored energy. So the fat on your body, it's going to decrease. At the same time, it's going to use it to grow your muscles. The amount that you put on in a recomp is going to be extremely minimal because you're only doing a piece of the work that has to be done. Just a small piece. And when I say that, it's because like, if you want to actually make your muscles grow, you have to feed them. You're not growing a booty by getting in like 1,200 calories a day and doing cardio. You're not going to actually grow a booty by recomping. It takes way, way more than that to grow a booty. You might, you might shape, um, shape differently a little bit in your shoulders, you might shape a little bit differently in your belly area. You might shape a little bit different in your thighs, your arms, but your butt's not going to change. The biggest muscle on your body, you got to feed that bad boy. But think about it like this. When you have a plant or you have a flower and you want it to grow, do you take the food and water away or do you give it more? Do you feed it what, it's, what it needs? Do you give it the most sunlight or do you just kind of hang it out in the shade, right? What if you only were to feed the plant every other day? So you're like, you're kind of giving it what it needs, but you're not really giving it what it needs, but you're sort of giving it what it needs, but you're not really giving it what it needs. That's a recomp. It's the same concept. 
you're kind of giving your body food, but you're not really giving it a whole lot of food. So your muscles will kind of take what it needs, but it might grow a little bit, but maybe not, right? And here's the and here here's the, the most important thing and the, the, the takeaway. If you are trying to lose weight and gain muscle, the results that you're gonna get are flat out mediocre. They're just gonna be okay. Because there's no intentional movement. They require different actual things. Growing muscles requires more food and more intentional training. Losing weight requires less food and less stress. So not necessarily less training, but proper training, training with proper rest. Typically, a a cut requires more rest. It requires more rest. So this is kind of the analogy I came with up on the fly for my client. And I'm not really sure it makes sense, but I'm going to give it here too because maybe it'll hit, okay? Imagine trying to bake a three-layer cake, but you have a pie pan and you only have one pan, okay? You have to take the pan out, make all the batter, and these are pie tins, so they're not really great. They're not really what you need. They're just, they're going to kind of work. You're going to make it work, okay? And you have to put the pan in, let it cook, take it out, put the pan in, let it cook, take it out, put the pan in, let it cook, take it out. So here we are, you know, four hours later, because we had to bake each cake individually in the pan, in the pie tin, because we only have one, okay? Now, Imagine having a really nice spring form cake pan and this amazing giant like like huge restaurant like oven that you can cook all of these in at once. Which cake do you think is going to come out better and take less time? Do you think it's going to be the ones that you had to do pie tins? 65 times because you only had one freaking pan? Or do you think it's going to be the ones where you cooked it in what it needs to be cooked in or baked in, I should say, and where you could cook them all at one time? Right? What do you think the difference is going to be? If I had to take a guess, it's going to be one that's done in spring form cake pans that are baked in this beautiful, like, I keep wanting to call it a recreation oven. That's not what I mean. Like this, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like one of those like monster ovens. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what it's called. So what 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 do you think that's going to be? It's going to be a big deal. This is the same, okay? This is the same where we're trying to do this stuff half-assed. You're trying to like do one, you're trying to do six things at one time instead of taking one goal, getting it done, Flipping, taking that other goal, getting it done. Flipping, take that other goal, getting it done. Flipping. This process never stops. And I'll say this too. It's a lot fucking easier now to be putting on muscle mass than it is going to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years. The older you get, the harder it is, the faster it goes away. Meaning the faster you lose muscle mass over time. It's a big deal. So another question that I wanted to address that came up was like, well, if I'm losing weight, shouldn't I stop strength training then? The answer is never, 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 never. I will always say strength train over cardio forever 
forever because you can get your heart rate up while you strength train and get some decent heart health in. Okay. But when it comes to muscle, right, strength training isn't just putting on muscle. And that's what we think. Oh, strength training is just going to make my muscles big. No, strength training is also going to strengthen your joints and your bones and your ligaments and your tendons. It's going to give you skeletal muscle mass that you need. Even if you're not getting big and super crazy strong, you're going to be moving these muscles so that as you age, when you fall, you don't break your hip. You don't break your wrist. You don't break your knee. You don't break your ankle. You don't break your this, your back. That's why we have so many older women and men in the hospital with broken everything that they can't even heal, can't even heal it because their bones can't handle it. They're not strong. So the answer is yes. Even if you're losing weight, you need to be strength training. It also gives you an opportunity to understand your body a little bit more, how it moves, getting that mind-muscle connection, especially if you're a new lifter, and understanding how your body feels through this process. And of course, it is going to burn calories. And keep in mind too, strength training burns calories for an extended period of time versus you get on the, the treadmill and you run for, you know, six miles, and then it stops. Your heart rate drops, and bye-bye calorie burn. You're done. Strength training extends that over the lifetime of multiple hours because it now has to repair muscles that have been tore, essentially, and broken down, and now it's taking that food to repair it and feed it and get it bigger again, get it all back together. So, In a roundabout way, (laughs) through all of this, the answer is yes. You can gain muscle and lose weight. But the likelihood is super small, except for those certain circumstances that I talked about. And if you keep trying to do it, you're going to keep trying to spin your wheels, wondering why the fuck is not, why, why is this not working? Why is this not working? And the answer is because you're not dedicated to picking one, because you're trying to cut corners, you're trying to think that you can do it faster, and that's just not, that's not the reality. Pick one and go with it. If you want to lose weight, go lose weight. If you want to fucking get big, go get big. My mission right now is to get strong and put on mass. I'm not worried about losing weight in the moment, because eventually I'm going to take all this off. You know, that's actually a conversation I just had with my, my coach this last week was, yeah, I was down at 60, you know, 160 pounds or whatever. I'm not there now, obviously, because I'm intentionally putting on weight currently. And I have to mentally prepare myself that after I'm done doing this, there's a chance I might not see 160 pounds again, but I might look in the fucking mirror and love what I see a hell of a lot more than what I loved at 160 pounds because my body is not going to look the same. And that was a whole conversation I had with her. I was like, yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, man, I might never see that number again. I, I might never see that number again. And I have to be okay with that because really, 
as always, it's not the number that I'm going for. It's how I look and how I feel. Most importantly, how I feel. So you have to pick one. You have to choose one. You have to decide what is most important in this moment. And I'm going to tell you, ladies, it's fucking fun to get strong. It's fucking fun to lift weights. Currently, I'm lifting and I'm looking in my gym and, and I'm having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that I'm lifting a lot heavier than some of these dudes in my gym. And that's no, not a bag on them. But it's like, whoa, I don't realize how strong I truly am. And I don't think a lot of us realize how strong we truly can be. And it's a lot of fun to be that. So if you have questions about, do I even know what I'm supposed to be doing right now? How do I know if I should be on a cut? Or how do I know if I should be in bulk, you know, bulk mode where I'm trying to put on mass? Obviously, I have strategy, strategy sessions you guys can get into. And we can have that conversation if you're not really sure what you're supposed to be doing at the moment. Like, I'm kind of lost, right? That being said, you guys, do not forget that the Brain Breakthrough is still live. It's 555, and on Friday goes to 777. So you're going to want to make sure you get in ASAP, ASAP. This is going to be epic. It's going to be a good group of ladies. That's number one. And number two, I even have one-on-one clients hopping on this because this is not included in anything that I do for one-on-one. So the fact that my one-on-one clients are hopping into this, you know, it's going to be epic and fucking just bomb. So if you guys have questions about either the Brain Breakthrough or anything about this podcast today, because there's a lot of information, but I think it really needed to be touched on, please reach out, let me know. Otherwise, I will catch you guys on Friday No Filter. Cannot wait to see you then. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to screenshot and share it with others who may enjoy it too. Don't forget to click the link in the show notes to see the ways that we can work together to start your journey. Always remember that every day is a new day to do better, be better, and begin again.